Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. In this special Bench Boss Regional Edition, I chat with Alex Smith, head coach of the John Jay Indians, Gary Dworkowitz, head coach of the North Rockland Red Raiders, Frank Alessandrino, head coach of the Monroe Woodbury Crusaders, and Dean Williams, head coach of the Queensberry Spartans. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Alex Smith. He is the head coach of the John Jay Indians. They are the 2018 Section 1 Division 2 champions, and uh, they're getting ready to uh, face off against the Queensberry Spartans on Monday, March 3rd. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time out. How's it going? It's going well, Travis. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, can um, can you describe your team in five words or less? You know, we're, we're a hardworking group, uh, dedicated uh, and gritty and uh, much like a family. Okay, and I, I think that sums it up perfectly. I'm going to add, along with the grittiness, physical and skilled and well-coached. So I'll add those oh, three man. words in there, too. Um, I really like what I've seen. I saw you. I saw you play uh, against Niagara Wheatfield in December at, at Witches Tournament. I saw you play against Fox Lane, and then of course I followed you closely during the playoffs and the semifinals and finals. And I really do like what I see. It's going to be a heck of a game on Saturday, um, Coach. Can you tell us who are the players to watch on your squad? Sure. Uh, yeah, our top line: Johnny McEwen, David Brown, Brian Daly. Uh, had a real good season together. Um, David Brown had 33 points. John had 20 goals. Um, and our second second line, the green line, we call it, uh, really came came on late. And Jack Brown had five goals in the postseason, so he's on fire. Yeah, and I would, you know, to jump to my next question, I would almost ask you, I guess, the, that green line, are those some of the players who maybe surprised you a little bit this year as far as their contributions? Definitely offensively. You know, we thought they would be more of a checking line when we first put them together, and they've really come together. They do a nice job working off of each other. They complement each other, and it's really been a pleasant surprise to have scoring from more than one line. You know, I'm... Um I actually forgot there was another game that I that I was able to watch you on. I watched you play Suffering, and I also did the uh, DJ and the public address for the Pink the Rink game that you had against Byram Hills, and I found myself hearing John McKeon, Chase Goldman, David Brown. I kept hearing those names, kept saying those names over and over again, so it's yeah. nice to hear that they're contributing. Um, favorite memory or moment? This might seem like an obvious question, but favorite memory or moment from the season so far? Well, you know, I, I would say I probably have two. Uh, one was um, when we beat North Rockland uh, at Brewster. Okay. Uh, they had come off a, a tough loss against Mamaroneck the night before, and we had come off a tough loss against Rytown. It, it might have been, you know, one of the turning points for our season where 
we could have easily fallen to you know a top team, but we we battled and held on to for a four three win. And then the other one I would say was just the last eight minutes of the Horse Greeley game in the finals where we. We let Greeley back in, got it to 4-3, and then we really kind of shut the door and didn't really give up a lot of chances at the end of the game to get the 5-3 win. Yeah, I do have to say stick taps out to Greeley for not only taking Pelham to a four-round shootout, you know, overtime and then a shootout win, but then to really make it interesting, as you just alluded to at the end of the uh, championship game there. But uh, you, you obviously held on for the win, and we're moving on to the regional game. Um what do you look for in a hockey player, Coach? Uh, you know, it, hockey, it's an interesting sport where you really got to be dedicated uh, and work hard when you're on the ice of practice. Uh, we only get a certain amount of ice time, and I need someone with max effort every day. Uh, I look for guys who are skilled skating-wise with speed and, and smarts. Uh, you know, th- those are the best players to work with. Uh, over the years, we have guys like Frazier Boswick, Lucas Prestamo, Mark Laprine, to use as examples for the younger kids. Okay, okay. Um, what do you? What makes a successful, in your opinion, uh, Alex? What, what makes a successful hockey coach? I think these days it's preparation. Uh, you know, uh, these sports seasons now are, are often much longer than the actual season. Um, commitment to the program. Uh, and I think ability to communicate these days, you know, the kids are different and you have to find ways to, to push the right buttons. Okay. Um, biggest challenge you face as a coach? Um, you know, at the high school level, I'm always challenged with trying to get everybody in the game. Uh, you know, I have a big roster and that's yeah, certainly something that we want to, we want the kids to participate. Um, also, uh, during practice, maximizing our ice time, you know, really trying to take advantage of every moment. Right, especially at a, at a rink like Brewster where it seems like, you know, every team in that area just one after the other is getting on the ice. So um, can you describe the state of high school hockey in Section 1, in your opinion? Yeah, well, I, you know, I first coached John Jay in their inaugural season back in 99, and uh, Section 1 is has really caught up to the other parts of the state as far as competitiveness. Um, nowadays, uh, upstate teams are looking to come down here, yeah. where, you know, even three or four years ago, I, I don't think they'd even think about coming down. You know, I credit Pelham with really putting Section 1 on the map year after year. You know, they're the gold standard for, for hockey programs, and uh, they've really... They really, we've really closed the gap with uh, upstate schools. Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree. Again, stick taps out to Ed Witts for putting together those tournaments and having the Niagara Wheat Fields and the Orchard Parks and the Lancasters and you know some of these other quality, top quality programs. And like you said, three or four years ago, you wouldn't you wouldn't think to have them come down, um, and now right. they come down on a regular basis. And more importantly, Section One teams are starting to travel up you know, to play that Absolutely. top competition. And, and again, yeah. when you look at the section, you've got, you know, Suffern winning in 2012, Mamaroneck in 2016, Pelham in 2017. And I honestly think based on what I've seen, because I put a bracket together at the beginning of the playoffs and it's all screwed up because some of these top teams that I had picked got bounced in the playoffs. So I really think that it's a wide open this year. So hopefully we can get another section one uh, ch- state championship. Um, Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? <laughs> well, uh, 
you know, uh, growing up, I was a Ranger fan, and uh, for, for, for a really long time, my favorite player was Eddie Jockerman, okay. uh, the, goal, the goaltender for the yep. Rangers back in, back in the day. I was actually lucky enough to, to be uh, in the garden when uh, the, the Rangers had, had shipped uh, Jockerman to the Red Wings, and he came back and played as sure. a Red Wing. Yes. It was an ama- amazing moment, uh, you know, just in hockey history. And and, uh, and the it, crowd chanted Eddie Eddie and he got really did, choked up. Did, I remember you know, that. If you weren't emotional for that, you don't have emotion. And then right. I would say modern day Adam Graves. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, no one work. No one works harder than Adam Graves. Uh, you know, even even now that his career is ended, he's still one of the hardest working guys. And I just respect his work ethic so much. I would agree. If you if you opened up the dictionary and looked up the definition of class, there would absolutely be a picture of Adam Graves. As a matter of fact, after your game and after the the Division One game on Saturday, I hung around for that Hudson Valley Girls High School ice hockey uh, charity yeah. event, and Adam Graves played the game. And then afterwards, he signed autographs, took pictures. Just so gracious, kind of the almost the consummate ambassador for our game. Um, Absolutely. All right, we're, I'm going to let you go, but I have one more question for you. Certainly, we've got a big game coming up on Saturday. I, I don't want you to tip your hat or anything, but can you kind of give us a sense as to your mindset, the team's mindset going into the regional game against Queensbury? Sure. You know, we're excited to, to go up to Glens Falls. You know, uh, Queensbury's home. It's their home rink. Uh, they're certainly going to have that advantage. Uh, I've watched some film on them, and they're a hardworking, gritty group. You know, Coach Williams has gotten that program to a place where they're always competing uh, for the state tournament every single year. And uh, we were up there uh, five years ago, and, and we're lucky enough to squeeze out a victory. And you know, our guys are excited. We're, we're ready to, to work hard and, and give them everything that, uh, that uh, we can. You know, I hope in this case, Coach, history repeats itself. Um, I will be up there, as you know, uh, sending out information, in-game updates for uh, Indians fans, Section 1 fans that can't make the trip up. So I've been chatting with Alex Smith. Head coach of the John Jay Indians, uh, the Division II champion from Section 1, 2018. He's been nice enough to take a little bit of time out uh, to chat with me. Coach, I'll see you on Saturday. Safe travels up and best of luck against Queensbury. Thanks a lot for all your coverage during the season. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. You got it. Uh, this is Bye. your boy, Tra- goodbye. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Gary Dworkowitz, head coach of the 2018 Section 1 Division 1 champion North Rockland Red Raiders. Gary, when I spoke to you the other day after you beat Suffren, I said, this is history in the making, and I really meant it because you not only did you beat Suffren, but you meet, beat Mamaronek less than 24 hours prior to that, and I don't think that's ever been done. Thank you so much for uh, joining me tonight. No, great. Thanks for having me. And, uh, thanks for all the good work with your show this year. And uh, you know, I know a lot of players get pumped up for it and uh, excited, and that's, 
know, that's what ice school hockey is supposed to be about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was super excited after you guys won. I was on the ice. I, I chatted. I know I chatted with Dylan. I chatted with uh, Angelo. Um, I chatted with Luke. Um, I chatted with Jack. You know, just a couple of just in in the in the celebration of everything that was going on. It really was a tremendous, tremendous um, accomplishment. So, I guess the first question I have for you, Gary, is how does it feel to beat Two top programs in Suffren and Marinek in less than 24 hours. I mean, that really has to be a whirlwind for you. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, for our guys, that's a tremendous accomplishment. I mean, it's also, you know, um, hats off to those two programs because, um, you know, not only are they top section programs every year, but they're, you know, they're top New York State programs every year. And, um, you know, just having been through this experience this year to try to imagine how those programs um, operate in those areas every year, um, you know, is even more even more impressive. So to be able to, to get two wins in 24 hours against two programs like that, I would say is, um, you know, truly, truly special. Yeah, I, again, I would use the word historic, and I don't use that lightly. I mean, this, you really accomplished something very special. Um, in your opinion, I know, Gary, you live in the community. You're a part of that community. You grew up there. Can you describe for me, for the listeners, what this win means for the North Rockland High School students and the players and the community, the whole ball of wax? I mean, I honestly thought the rink was going to collapse when you after you guys won, I mean the the fans were so pumped up. Can you give us a sense as to what this really means to everybody? Uh, I will say that it definitely was more about um, more about our community coming together, and it really was about hockey, right? Um, because it was really like in the middle of everything, like our youth kids, um, our families, our alumni. Um, there was a lot of a lot of happy and prideful people. Um, and I think if you saw the picture at the end where um, our players were kind of pressed up against the glass yep. and, and the fans, um, you know, were, were kind of right there, I thought that kind of summed it up pretty good, like the relationship between the players and, and you know, and our, and our community um, at large over here. I just I thought that kind of like, Put it, put it in a good way. Uh, actually, I will agree with you. As the game wound down, I want to say there was about maybe 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds left in the game. I made, Someone took a timeout. Maybe it was suffering. And I wanted to, I, I made my way over to the North Rockland fan section. And then as it got down to 10 seconds, nine, they started counting down. They started throwing those pom-poms over the glass. And again, I mean, just the sheer joy and, you know, it just was like a, it's indescribable, you know? So again, and, and even talking to the players and the parents afterwards, I mean, just everybody is smiling. Everybody's happy. So, you know, soak it all in and enjoy it. Cause you absolutely, absolutely deserve it. Um, I know it takes a lot to, to get a program like yours to where it is. I mean, I've been watching you guys for the last four or five years and I, I say it all the time. I really like, you know, the culture that you've developed um, the growth I've seen in the program, but I know that, you know, you have a number of assistant coaches. I mean, I made sure to congratulate all of them on Saturday, but can you tell us a little bit more about your assistant coaches and their contributions to the success of your program? Or is it true? They're all volunteers. 
yeah, all the guys are, are there on a volunteer basis. Um, you know, uh, our school district, due to like budgetary, uh, you know, restraints a couple years back, um, you know, had to kind of take a different route. So um, these guys are all there on their own, um, their own time, own volition. And, um, you know, they dedicate a tremendous amount of hours, um, you know, both in season and out of season to try to, you know, uh, support, support the players in the program. And, um, you know, we just, we certainly couldn't have done any of this, um, you know, with that, without all those guys. Yeah. And, and you know what, there's one person, again, I'm, I'm not putting one person ahead of another, but I know Jim Mancuso joined your coaching staff this year. Can you tell us a little bit about what he brings? I mean, he has a wealth of experience and knowledge of the game. So can you just talk a little bit about what he's brought to your program, to your staff? Uh, for sure. I just wanted to mention the other guys. Um, you know, uh, John Tabalas runs our defense and uh, <clears throat> does an awesome job. Chris Green, uh, our JV coach, and, and fills in helps with our practice. Um, Scott Anderson works with our goaltenders. And then, um, you know, we have Bobby Lizer, I think, who is up from your neck of the woods, yes. um, yeah. comes in and lends his expertise with the goaltending and um, – you know, I had coffee, and I just uh, wanted to mention those guys. I just Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you they, did that. You know, what they do for us. Um, you know, with, with Jim, um, you know, Jim and I have been friends for a long time, probably, you know, more than, more than 20 years. Um, last year, I felt like when uh, Luke McMillan came back to us, I kind of felt like he was, was like the missing piece for our team. Um, just gave us another dimension. And, um, you know, I think this year, I think this year, um, I think, I think Jim Mancuso was that missing piece for us. Um, Hmm. you know, he just gave us another, um, another, another aspect of, of somebody who has, you know, tremendous hockey experience. Sure. Um, you know, the guy's just so good at what he does. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about um, a coach who was probably a Section One coach of the year five or six different times. Sure. You're talking about a guy who uh, coached his team to two Final Fours. You know, in, in New York State. You're talking about a guy who's in six Section Finals, one two sections. Um, when 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 Jim agreed to come over and give us a hand. Um, it was great for me because, you know, he had been to the places that, that we wanted to go. Right. And I think that was, um, you know, extremely important for our, for our players um, to have somebody to speak from that from that point of view um, and, and give us that extra insight and, and um, experience that, that we kind of need to help help wade our way through some of the some of the you know tough times. Yeah, he's definitely experienced. He's battle tested. I know he brought some of those Scarsdale clubs up to uh, up to the states uh, a couple of years in a row. And I'm not going to give away anything, Gary. But there was one Friday afternoon where I guess the games had gotten canceled for that evening, or maybe Suffren wasn't playing. And I was over at the rink, and I happened to catch a portion of your practice and some of the drills that Jim had the kids doing. I mean, you know, again, it just 
his expertise, his experience, his knowledge of the game really kind of came through in some of those drills that I saw. So absolutely, you know, like you said, the missing piece um, for your, your squad, and it shows. Can I ask you your thoughts heading into the regional game on Saturday against Monroe Woodbury? I know that you have a long-standing uh, relationship. You're very close with their head coach, uh, Frank Alessandrino. I know that he was an assistant with your program uh, for a number of years, and that, again, personally, professionally, you guys are probably as close as brothers, I would say, um, I know he speaks very highly of you. I know you feel very strongly about him as a person and as a coach, too. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other a long time. He was, you know, in my wedding party. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, he's a great he's a great coach. Um, I've seen him operate in two different sports. Um, what he does with the kids at Chestnut Ridge is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and year after year, you know, year after year. Um, I know he's so much more than a coach to those to those young men. Yep. Um, but he just cares so much about his players. Um, you know, we did some coaching together way back with some youth stuff, and um, you know he's a great coach. But I think more importantly, um, as, as, a, as a friend and a person, you know, he's 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 a he's a hall of fame <laughs> he's a hall of fame friend and person. Um, you just don't find you just don't find better. Um, you know, more caring and, and um, you know, just dedicate to your friendships. He would be the guy that if you were broken down somewhere, regardless of where you were in the middle of the night, he would be, you know, my first call. Absol- and I know that he would, I know that he would be there. I couldn't agree more. When I came, when I graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I got a job as a teaching assistant in a special education class. And that class happened to be right next to Frank's. Uh, technology classroom at Chestnut Ridge. So, you know, I've known him for half of my life, all of my professional career, and I agree wholeheartedly with everything you've said. I mean, I know there are times where he'll drive through Spring Valley, drive through Chestnut Ridge and pick up kids that don't have a ride to practice, you know, if they're practicing on an off day or something like that. So, you know, he's always just giving 110% to his players. Um, so it'll be, I know it'll be a very interesting matchup. I, I did the public address. I know, you know, I did the public address at your, uh, winter classic. I had to sing the national anthem, which I'm sure you'll never forget. Um, but, uh, it'll be a very, uh, I think a very interesting game and a very, you know, kind of emotional game for you guys, uh, to mix it up, uh, on Saturday. So, um, you know, so yeah, best- no doubt, no doubt. And, um, you know, again, I just have you know a lot of respect for for, uh, for Frank and, and you know what he's done there in the last few years to um, to kind of rebuild the program over there. Absolutely, and, um, yeah. He... Not 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 an easy path that he's taken, but um, he's you know he's owned every bit of it, and um, and I certainly think that the players that have had the um, you know the honor of, of playing for him, you know, are, are better for it. I would agree with that. That's a great way to uh, to wrap it up. Um, I, I'm going to have uh, Frank on in a little while, and I guarantee you he's going to say a lot of the same things about you because I know he feels that strongly about you too. So, Coach, I've been chatting with Head Coach Gary Dworkowitz of the North Rockland Red Raiders. They are the 2018 Section 1 Division 1 champions. They are facing off against the Monroe Woodbury Crusaders out of Section 9 on Saturday, March 3rd in the regional game. Puck drop is set for 545 at the Homics Park Ice Rink in Mamaroneck, Westchester County. Coach, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck on Saturday. And, uh, 
you know, hopefully we can catch up uh, after the game uh, uh, this weekend. That sounds great, and thanks, uh, thanks for all you did this season to uh, promote high school hockey and um, keep up the good work. Hey, thank you so much, Coach, and I appreciate your support and your players' support. You guys have been great um, in terms of, you know, uh, supporting me in my efforts to, to just shine a light on what I consider to be the greatest sport on the planet. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast. Thanks again, Coach. All right. Have a good night. You too. This is Brian Riley, head hockey coach at Army West Point, and you are listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Frank Alessandrino. He is the head coach of the 2018 Section 9 Division I champion, Monroe Woodbury Crusaders, and his team is going to mix it up with the North Rockland Raiders on Saturday, March 3rd at the regional game at the Homics Park Ice Rink. Uh, I've also known Frank for all, over half of my life. I consider him to be a mentor and a friend. So again, Frank, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Glad to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's get right into it. Can you describe your team in five words or less? Um, young, fearless, cohesive. Yeah, I would say they're definitely a cohesive group. You know, I do the, obviously, Frank, you know this, I do the public address and the DJ for you. And on more than one occasion, if uh, someone felt that the goalie was run or someone felt that someone else took liberties, I mean, they're quick to respond. So um, you've definitely developed um, a supportive culture, a positive culture. Um, so stick taps out to you for that. Um, who are some? Who are some of the players to watch on your squad? Um, our goaltender Sam Stuber is um, is an interesting character and just a very hard worker. When when he, when he's on, he's very very good. But um, he works real hard. Um, out back, we got Paul McKeown, definitely um, a prospect to play at the next level. Uh, Richie Monda, who was normally a, a forward, but because we were so banged up this year, uh, Rich Monda, a junior, uh, plays D-Force. And we have Chris Cromwell up front, who um, he's got over 40 points this year. So um, he does a real nice job, too. Yeah, I've, I've seen all those kids play, and I agree with your assessment. Um, favorite memory or moment from this past season? Hmm, good question. Well, I'd have to say just taking the ice in the first game this year because, uh, you know, as you know, our, our program was uh, temporarily dropped last year. Yes. Um, and then through the efforts, great efforts of the parents and the community, we were reinstated. So I would have to say I, I, one of our biggest victories was just taking the ice in the first game and having a season this year. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I was at your uh, end-of-the-year dinner uh, when you got that email, um, without you know any consultation with you or with the players or with the parents, none of the stakeholders were consulted, and you guys rallied. And in less than a month, the program was reinstated. So I would agree with you that you know stepping on the ice for the first time that first game is certainly a favorite memory. And I always like when you uh, 
ironically enough, we're going to talk about North Rockland in a little bit, but when you and North Rockland mix it up at Bear Mountain for the Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital fundraiser at the Winter Classic, and I know this year was particularly memorable because I had to sing the national anthem. We won't get into that now, but that's a favorite memory or moment for me. Um, what do you look for in a hockey player, Coach? Um, loyalty, dedication, and uh, coachability, most of all. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that loyalty, that whole team concept, it's, it's just so important with, with, with youth sports, high school sports. Um, yeah, and, and, of course, coachability. Um, what makes a what makes a successful hockey coach, in your opinion? You've been at it for a long time, not just again hockey, but football as well. You know, I've seen you in action with your kids, but in your opinion, what makes a successful hockey coach? <laughs> what a great question to be asking me this week. Um, I, I, I'm coaching since '81, and most of those years, um, I've watched someone else coach and build a program. Um, you want to see a great coach? Take a look at the guy I'm coaching against this week. He took a program from 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 Rockland County over 25 years ago, and he, and he's built a dynasty. And when you talk to him, he talks about his kids. He talks about his coaches. Uh, you want to see a good coach? I'm coaching against one on Saturday. I actually had Gary on a little while ago, and he was exactly how you said he was humble. Talked a lot about his assistants. Talked a lot about his players. And he also talked a lot about you, Frank. I mean, it's no secret. I know both of you very well, but the two of you are like brothers. You're in each other's wedding parties. I mean, you're always together. I know he spoke very highly of you. I know you've spoken very highly of him personally to me, publicly. So it is going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, I know you were an assistant with the North Rockland program at one point. So on a number of different levels, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be an emotional game. Um, so what you know? What are your thoughts? You know, as you prepare for the regional game on on March third against North Rockland. Well, I, yeah, and and, and I, I actually I coached for Gary for three years and and had been out of coaching hockey anyway for a while. So he pulled me he pulled me in and um, you know, oddly enough the Monroe the Monroe situation happened in the in the uh, after my three years of coaching with him. What am, what am I going to see on, on on Saturday? His team is big, fast. And deep, and and I I know many of them, especially his goaltender, who um who's a great kid. Yeah, he is. Angelo is Angelo is a great kid. Yeah, and I know Angelo, and I know his older brother. Um, they're big, they're fast. We um we're gonna have to take care of things out back in our own end first, you know, and and pick and choose our uh, our chances offensively. Um, they're tough. They're tough. We saw them earlier in the year. I believe it was nine three, um, I, I, and you know they hit a rough spot in the middle of the season, and, and boy, they really pulled it together. And you know, coming down the final stretch, um, I, you know, we're going to have our hands full. But you know, we've got a good game plan, in, and we, you know, we got practice tomorrow, and um, I, I think we'll be okay. I mean, yeah, there's there's no question, Frank. I mean, I've watched your kids play all season, doing the public address and the DJ for them, and I know that they're going to give North Rockland everything they have. And uh, it's interesting you brought it up. Yeah, North Rockland started off real strong this year, and then they hit a bump in the road, but they regrouped, 
And, uh, you know, to, to, to knock off Mamaronek and Suffren within a 24-hour period, I mean, that, I mean, when I talked to Gary, I mentioned that that's, you know, that's historic. You know, this is history in the making. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I, I know that there's just going to be, it's going to be a great game on Saturday um, for a number of reasons, just a very, very special um, matchup between the two of you. Um, and again, he was very complimentary towards you, and I agreed with everything he said because you know I consider myself to be a better person, having you know had uh, gotten the privilege to to know you and work with you uh, for like the past twenty five years. So thank thank you very much, Trev. I and, appreciate that. And and I know I, I'm thrilled that the program is back. Um, it looks like you know because I follow some of those club hockey teams up here. It looks like the state of hockey in Section Nine in Orange County is starting to come back. I'm hoping that um, I know there's a there's an initiative there's a movement to start a girls hockey league. I'm hoping that that gets some traction, you know. So I think there are definitely some uh, brighter days ahead for you know Orange County hockey, Section Nine hockey overall. And I know that you have a lot to do with that. So uh, stick taps out to you certainly and your program and your parents and your players because uh, you know at that and at the end of the year dinner last year it, it looked like uh, that was it, but uh, you guys rallied and, and you came back. And I know you're going to give North Rockland everything you've got on Saturday. Yep, it's uh, two good programs, and um, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be okay. Um, yeah, Orange County hockey is is very strong. There's a lot of good talented athletes. You just gotta you gotta get the high school thing going. Yeah. I think the fact that Newburgh Ice Rink is opened for you know reopened for the last five years, and people are starting to talk, and you know other school districts are around the. Uh, county we're looking to see what happened with us and we have a full middle school program with 25 kids they just won their third championship in a row um and monda and and mckeown and and um cromwell were all on our first modified team so uh, we're going in the right direction but I, I think other schools in the county were looking to see how how we fared and, and they're going to start pushing their own school districts to do the same now well if that's the case i mean you definitely set the gold standard because as i said earlier and you know this it took less than a month for you to get your program back and speaking of ice time i was at a learn to play uh clinic sponsored by the new york rangers maybe two weeks ago on a sunday and there were like 144 kids there i mean the, the ice was packed so uh, it looks like the future of Orange County hockey, of Section 9 hockey, is certainly headed in the right direction. So, Coach, I really do appreciate you taking a few minutes out. I know you had a long day, and like you said, you've got practice tomorrow. You're preparing for the regional game. I've been chatting with head coach Frank Alessandrino. Um, you know, great guy, mentor, coach, good friend of mine. Um, he's taken some time out of his night to speak to me, and I really do appreciate it. Coach, best of luck on Saturday, and you and I will talk soon, okay? Trav, as always, thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you guys. All right, be well. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Dean Williams. 
Dean is the head coach for the Queensbury Spartans out of uh, Section 2, Division 2. And his team is going to mix it up on Saturday, March 3rd at the regional game. Uh, That's going to be at the Glens Falls Recreation Center. Uh, It's a 4.30 puck drop. I will be there to cover that game, provide um, live in-game updates. Dean and I did not get a chance to connect yesterday in person when he came down for the Section 1 championship games, but we are going to certainly connect in person next weekend, and we're connecting now on the phone. Dean, thanks so much for coming on. How's it going? Great. Uh, thanks for having me. That's a, it's a great show you have, and I follow you on uh, on Twitter, and I think it's a, a great thing you're doing for hockey, not only in Section 1, but throughout the state. I, you know, I, I know you have a lot of followers, so keep up the good work. Hey, thanks so much, and, and uh, it's a passion of mine. Um, I'm kind of like Scotty Bowman. I never played the game. I can't even <laughs> skate. I have two daughters that dance competitively, but uh, this is my passion, um, you know, whether it's high school, college, or at the pro level. So let's get right into it, Coach. Can you describe your team in five words or less? Uh, I would probably say that they're uh, hardworking and tenacious. Okay. Hardworking and tenacious group uh, each and every day, practice and in games. So it's paid paid pretty good dividends this year so far love it love it um who are some of the players to watch on your squad um specifically i you know we have we have a lot of young players uh we've had a lot of young players the last couple of years we we graduated three seniors last year we have four seniors this year so we have a lot of uh sophomores that you know we we wanted to see how they would how they would work uh for the first couple of months and they've uh they played dividends, so they're they're giving us the ability um, to run three and sometimes four lines. So um, I think our, our our sophomores in general right now are allowing us depth uh, for our, for our, our, our program and our defense and goaltending. They, they've always, they've always been solid, and they're all returners from last year. So uh, so that really helps. So nobody specifically, but but groups uh, that are making the team uh, have some depth this year. Okay, great, great. Um... Uh, favorite memory or moment from the season so far? Um, the probably the stick game. That that's usually uh, whether you win or lose. It's usually a, um, an exciting game. It's a crosstown rival, the Rivermen, <clears throat> which used to be Glens Falls, Salkins Falls. They all combined and formed now the Adirondack Rivermen. So it's always a big game. It's at the Civic Center, which is now the Cool Insurance Arena. And uh, this year we scored four goals in the third to win it. And then we came back 24 hours later and we. We scored uh, with zero seconds left in the overtime to win our pink game. Um, so it was a uh, 24 hours of uh, pretty exciting hockey this year. Yeah, I actually wound up giving you you guys stick taps for both the stick game and for uh, the pink game. And uh, Monroe Woodbury, who I do a little bit of work for, I do the public address and DJ. I believe they were supposed to mix it up with Adirondack earlier in the season, but because were, of yeah. the weather, um, they were unable to make the trip down. So I'll have yeah. to check them out at some point. I'd love to come up. I'm coming up obviously next weekend, but I'd love to try to come up next year during the season and see a regular season game with the Spartans. Yeah, um, yeah, it's exciting. Yep. Who would you say is your biggest rival up that way? Uh, probably because of that. I mean, it was probably the Rivermen. Um, okay. We've had some really good games the last two years against Shenandoah. Okay. So that's become that's becoming a pretty good rivalry. But, you know, the Rivermen, we, we play and practice right over the same rink, so we see each other every day. I mean, these kids are all coming up through the same youth hockey system, uh, Adirondack Youth Hockey. So, okay. you know, they, they grow up playing together, and then, um, and then they – 
they battle it out in, in high school and it's, it's developed into a, a rivalry, but it's also a very respectful uh, matchup each year where, you know, you got guys that have played together for all those years and uh, they, 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 they bang it out pretty hard on the ice. And then, and then uh, there's the respectfulness in the, uh, in the handshake line afterwards. So, you know, now that I think about it, coach, I am going to make it a point to come see you because I've been up to, I've seen Saratoga play. I've seen Shenandoah play. I've seen Bethlehem. Um, I have yet to see. I have yet to see you guys, though. So definitely yeah. next year, I'm going to make it a point to come up and uh, come Great. up to your barn and check it out. Um, let's see. Uh, toughest rink to play in? I would. Uh, I'd probably say. Well, probably a, a cut between the two of them. Uh, Salmon River and Bethlehem. Bethlehem is is an amazing rink to play in. That no matter you know, especially on a Friday night, they, their mm-hmm. student section is is incredible. Um, but Salmon River on a Friday night, uh, we've gone up there for probably seven years and it's probably the hardest rink to play in, um, hmm. for a player men- mentally and physically. I had, uh, Tim Cook reached out to me. We texted a couple of times and I'm hoping to get him on, uh, the podcast at some point too. I, I met him for the first time at States last year. So, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. I'm looking forward to, to getting him on, um, at a section 10. What do you look for, in a hockey player coach? Um, work ethic. I, I put a ton of stock in that. I mean, we have um, in our locker room that that's one of our key three statements that we have up along with passion and accountability, but work ethic, you know, if you don't, and I try to, and I try to put that beyond hockey um, in life. If you're not going to, uh, if you're not going to work, um, you don't put in the effort. You can't be upset with the results that you, uh, that you wanted. You know, if a player works hard and in practice and games gives a hundred percent, then uh, they can be satisfied at the end of the at the end of the day, win or lose or whatever. They can be satisfied that they put in everything they had. So I love it. That's a great answer. And in your opinion, what makes a successful hockey coach? Trying to get that work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, probably you know trying to get the you know our, our school has a has a um, has a motto of of you know working to your full potential. And uh, I think that's probably the for a teacher or a coach to get that full potential out of each student or player. Um, you know, if you can do that, it makes you pretty successful. It makes the, the player successful, makes the team successful. And it's easier said than done when you're saying talking about trying to get full potential out of somebody or have them realize their full potential. A lot of a lot of players and students don't don't even realize what they've got um, or they're able to do. So I think if you're able to tap that as much as possible, um, you're going to have a a successful team or a successful classroom. Yeah, I actually like that. You know, I'm a school counselor down here in Section 1 at Suffern Middle School, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, the young people that I work with, you know, have the tools within them to be successful. Um, and it's uh-huh. just our goal as educators, as mentors, you know, as coaches to pull that potential out. Um, yeah. What's the biggest challenge you face as a coach? Um. I think I think having people having players realize uh, that this is how valuable a part of their lives this this is. They tend to kind of live in the moment. I think we we live in the moment. We struggle to uh, with knowing that everything we do positively and negatively affects the outcomes of a practice or game or season or mm. or whatever they're doing in and out of the rink. So um, getting them to look beyond just the moment, you know, enjoy the moment, right. but but look beyond it and. Uh, and have them visualize a season or have them visualize how they want something to happen and then, and then working daily towards that goal. So that's probably the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge. And when you're able to do that, you usually have some success 
um, with a team. I like that because it also goes back to some of that mindfulness that we're trying to instill in our in our young people. Right. Um, can you describe the state of high school hockey in Section Two? I, I think it's I think it's on the upswing. Um, we've had a we had a couple of down years, and um, you know the the coaches got together and we put together an idea of of having sixteen and eighteen um, rap teams that play before and after the season, and uh, that's gone off really well. And, and, and allowing kids, <clears throat> allowing players to the opportunity to get that extra uh, hockey in and, and get that extra exposure, especially those that want to play either club or college hockey and, um, and still be able to play for their teams. That's the biggest thing. Players want to. I think they, they, they generally want to play for the high school team, but they feel as though a 20-game schedule is, uh, wasn't enough in the way of exposure. So right. we're able to bring a lot of those players back the last couple of years. Great. And so, uh, so I think we're, we're seeing a better product um, in Section 2. And that's what I like to hear, especially since you're so close to us here in Section 1. You know, speaking of, uh, you know, the playoffs and everything, I know this, the Section 2 Division 1 semifinals are today. It looks like the number one seed, Bethlehem, is going to take on the number four seed, Christian Brothers Academy. The number two seed, LaSalle, is going to take on the number six seed, Shaker Colony. Coach, do you have any thoughts on a possible uh, scenario on how those games are going to go? Uh, I, I've liked I've liked CBA all year. Um, you know, they had a, a time where, where we actually beat them, but they were lacking their, their well, we uh, um, had an injury to uh, Hunter Pemrick uh, middle of the game. And that, okay. that, that definitely, yeah. that definitely changed the landscape of the game a little bit. Um, he's just a dynamic player. And I, and I just think, uh, I think he'll get, he'll get going tonight and, and, and that could be a, that could be the turning point for CBA. So I like them in the first game. And then, um, and then the other one's a coin flip. It's, it's a real even matchup. You've got good players on both sides. Tyler Wilson for, uh, for, uh, Shaker is one of the fastest players in, in division and, uh, in section two. Um, he stands about five foot four, but he flies. So, um, and the goaltending is very, uh, very comparable in that game. So uh, if I had to pick them, I'd say CBA and, uh, LaSalle and then, um, and then, uh, I like CBA as a, as a champion on Tuesday. Now, what's that old saying coach about great minds think alike. I actually, uh, put together a New York state playoff bracket. Now, some of the, some of the matchups and stuff, like I had West Jenny and I had Pittsburgh and Churchville, Chile, those teams are all out, but my, Section two, division one um, bracket came down to CBA over LaSalle. So that is <laughs> uh, very interesting. I'm actually going to have a couple of kids on from LaSalle that are part of uh, an outfit called the Upstate Sports Zone. And I'm sure they're not going to be too happy with my prediction. But, uh, you know, it's my <laughs> show. It's my show. I can do what I want. Um, two more questions here, Coach. And I think I know the answer to one of them because we were talking about it before we started recording. But favorite <laughs> professional hockey player? past or present um i would have to say you know i'm 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 an islander fan and, and i and i love mike bossy back in the day um but recently uh you know modern day I, i'd say alex ovechkin and, and i know that i'll either have my supporters or completely <laughs> one side of the fence or the other on this yep. one but i think it's the way he plays the game um you know he plays fast he plays physical and the big thing is he he celebrates uh, with his teammates, no matter if he's the, the star of the game at that particular night, or he he has zero goals, zero, zero assists. His team wins, and 
you would think that he was the star. So I think that's what stands out about him. He celebrates as as voraciously a goal that he scores as as a teammate scores, and so that really lifts a team and and it and it you know it shows what a captain should be on and off the ice, uh, a true supporter of your the entire program. So I would, I would say Alex Ovechkin. Okay. You know, and again, he is a very skilled player and I, I like a lot of the things that you just said. He is as happy when he scores as if his teammate scores. The only thing I can't seem to wrap my head around is why can't the caps get past the second uh, round? And with that unreal. talent and those teams, I mean, Holtby and, you know, Kuznetsov and, you know, all these other, I just don't, I know it's mind boggling. You got Barry Trotz now behind the bench. It doesn't matter who the coach is or who the supporting cast is. They just can't seem to get past the second round. Maybe this yeah. year we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's always a tough. It's always a tough household. My son's a Caps fan, so you know we have a lot of uh, ups during the season, and then sure. <laughs> and then and then it's a it's a bummer come playoffs. So well, as a Ranger fan, we are selling. Our pieces. Jeff Gordon is holding a fire sale in the corner of Eighth and Thirty Third, and I'm I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I've made no bones about it on Twitter and and in real life conversations. I'm I think it's time. I think the window has closed. I certainly think we have some very valuable young players that I'd like to hold on to. But certainly, you know, the Rick Rick Nash who was just traded to the Boston Bruins, Michael Grabner, you know, uh, Ryan McDonough. As much as I hate to say losing our captain, you know, it's time for us to reap the benefits and and get rid of some of these pieces while they still have some yeah. value. And that includes the uh, the fat cat in the goal, um, King Henrik, who <laughs> has not really lived up to expectations, in my opinion. And everybody, oh, the defense, the defense. Listen, I'm going to blame the defense. Because I'm late to work tomorrow, the Rangers' defense was responsible. <laughs> At some point, you're making eight and a half million. You've got to stop that puck. And yeah. uh, you know, if you look at the statistics, he leads the league in most goals given up within the first two minutes of a game. And I think that's more like uh-huh. a mental thing than anything else. And you know, as Ranger fans, we're kind of to blame. We anointed this guy the king before he won anything of any kind of substance. So right. you know, yeah. but but he has a no movement clause, Dean. So he kind of holds the cards so it'll be very interesting to see what happens uh, on Broadway but uh, anyway I I know I mentioned I'm going to come up and visit your team next year but I am also going to be there this coming weekend for the regional game when you mix it up against John Jay I am looking forward to an exciting game I think you two match up very well against each other and um, I really do appreciate you taking the time out uh, on your Sunday, on your weekend to uh, yeah. to chat with me. So, you know, I look forward to meeting you and connecting with you in person next Saturday. Thanks for taking the time. I've been chatting with Dean Williams. He is the bench boss for the Queensberry Spartans. They are the Section 2 Division 2 champions, and they will mix it up against the uh, Section 1 Division 2 champion, John Jay Indians. Uh, 4.30 puck drop at the Glens Falls Recreation Center, Saturday, March 3rd. Your boy Trav will be there. So thanks again, Dean. Enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. And, yes, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll see you Saturday. And let's see if that uh, Section 1, Division 1 championship predictions come true. <laughs> I'll All let right. you know tonight if we're on our way. <laughs> All right. Hey, be well, my friend. All right. Thank you. We'll you see you soon. It. Take care.